I'm sorry, but I'm not going to watch the Clone Wars TV series until I've seen the Clone Wars movie. I prefer to let George Lucas disappoint me in the order he intended. Welcome to Fireside. Welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here will you choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel Mama's power, Earth 2 with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Menti. And with me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mauer. Beep you. Wow, that was a good one. Like, it was short, but it was, like, aggressive. (laughs) I apologize to everyone's ears. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate that. And then, Moshko. Can I kick it? Yes, Yes, you can. There you go. Somebody got it. (laughs) What's up, everybody? Uh, you got to appreciate Moshko in his late 80s and early 90s hip-hop references. I'll take them. That's what I do. All right, well, welcome to the newly formed Saturday show that only exists because Maurer randomly said we would do it. It's what I do. (laughs) So here we are doing more work. (laughs) What? Because Maurer doesn't sleep. (laughs) I sleep sometimes. Yeah. Sitting up, napping in a chair <laughs> on, that, on quick breaks. That is 100% accurate. Well, so Maurer, you wanted to review uh, chapter 11 for, yeah. uh, for today's Saturday show. You know, the, I had come to terms with my love of The Mandalorian. And then I got to this chapter. And I may be pulling back a little bit from it. Um, if it continues on the pace that I'm hoping it doesn't, because I feel like Disney's getting their hands involved in it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent. But I, I don't see that as a negative. I like, I kind of like the direction that the show is going right now is more of a, uh, a glue, this, this cohesive series to pull everything together. I kind of like that. Yeah, so if I, anyone's unaware of what we're talking about, we're going to review the Mandalorian. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alerts. I don't care. Spoiler alerts. Spider-Man yeah. dies. Big, big spoiler alerts for Twice. this one. This spoiler alerts for this and some other Star Wars properties that I'll, we'll, you know, talk a lot about along the well, way. Yeah, ones that came out fifteen years ago. Well, you say that you say that when talking about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's I was really, really excited, and then the things that I hated about the movie started rearing their ugly heads. Like what? Like having to connect it to anything. The first season. With them just being like, this is it standalone. We're going to tell stories. We don't have to pull in all these other connected things to just kind of tell a story of Mando. And now we're starting to see each week, here's this Easter egg. Here's this Easter egg. Here's this. It's now connected to this. It's now gluing this together where I would have rather it just be a story having nothing to do with anything in the the uh, the Skywalker saga. Sure, but I don't think that if you were, if you didn't know that the Clone Wars ever existed, the Clone Wars cartoon ever existed, you had no clue that that was a thing. It's not that far off of like the episode where um, 
Uh, what's uh, Agents of Shield chick? What's her name? Oh, uh, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. First season, she was an assassin. No, not you. Neither no. of you remember that. Okay, Bill Burr. Never it's a Bill it. Burr episode. Then. Oh uh, well, then I'll go back and watch it. But you might get my point. Her, uh, Bo-Katan being introduced, if you don't know anything else about the Star Wars universe, could be just as important or as equally less important as a Bill Burr character. You don't really know. But it could have just been random character number seven. But even if it was random character number seven, it turned out random character number seven had a whole huge backstory. Think of like when Ragman showed up in Arrow for the first time. We were all like, wow, that's crazy. That's Ragman. Everybody else was like, who the hell is Ragman? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones fans, I'm sure, were all like the six of them that existed. They were all like, I can't believe we're getting a Jessica Jones show. But the rest of us were like, oh, wow. Jessica I just Jones. hope they don't lean into it the way they did in the movies where like, look at this. Look at this. Hey, shiny over here. Shiny. Let's show you more. Oh, this connects up. This connects like let this story well, play out. Let John Favreau tell his his vision. If it makes sense to have something tie in, have it tie in, but don't have it dictate the direction of the show. See, you'll find out so much more when you watch the next episode on how it connects that I think you might be okay with it. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It, it drives the story. So I didn't really pay much attention to all the stuff going on in between all the prequels, sequels, all that stuff. You know, the cartoons never really paid too much attention to it. This actually brings some interest to me that, you know, I kind of want to look into some of this stuff. But I get where you're coming from, Maurer, but you know, we have to see where it goes. Well, let's start with breaking down uh, the episode. It was short. It was. And they said, we knew this going into it. They said there was going to be no real pattern this year. So you might have some 40 minute episodes. You might have some 25 minute episodes. They, they, they let us know that early on that this isn't going to be your standard season. Now I also laughed more at this episode than anything I've laughed at in a long time. (laughs) What? At what? What? When uh, the child was eating the soup and the thing attacked his face and then it goes back in and he kind of looks at Mando, looks down at the bowl, confused, looks back at Mando, looks at the bowl like the, I don't know if they're getting an actor to like portray the child for the animators because it really feels natural. The animation on this CGI slash puppet really feels real. Man. It's so weird having one person who's one episode behind. Like, if you like that, wait, just wait for the next one. <laughs> We're going to talk about episode 12 a little bit later on. Maurer's going to jump out so we don't ruin it. So um, everything I'm alluding to, we'll talk about later. Um, but then also seeing Mando's character, you're definitely seeing changes in him. Yes. Like when the child was in the belly of the beast you didn't see him just being upset because it's his mission. Like there's a connection, a bond forming there. And that took over more of the, the rescue of the child versus this. I have to protect this because it's a bounty or I have a duty to do. Absolutely. It, it shines in all, especially the last couple episodes that, that, you know, father son aspect or father child aspect is, is pretty heavy and it works beautifully. In, uh, in the last couple episodes. You I mean, you saw it at the end of the first season, but it's really, really harped on so far in this season. Yep. Now, Mashka, what do you think so far? So far, this, the season, the episode, I mean, I'm enjoying it. You know, I, I 
I don't necessarily look into things so deeply that I get, you know, torn up when, you know, certain things happen or, you know, certain things just aren't what I'm looking for. Um, I try to look at it more so from an entire standpoint. So, you know, when the, when the extent of the season is over, then I'll really make a pure judgment, but episode by episode, I've been enjoying everything. There's not much that's like not appealing to me. Now, Menti, have you gotten any farther into Firefly yet? Yes, actually, I have. Because this episode, I got the end of it, I was like, this is 100% like almost paralleling the way that Firefly draws you in. It does have a Firefly vibe. Firefly gets a lot better after the first couple episodes. Like when parts of the ship started falling off and even the camera shots, which I had always said uh, they did that homage to... uh, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon. Oh, there he is. With the mm-hmm. shaky zooms. Yep. Shaky yeah. zoom. Notice that. Uh, and seeing them again, I'm like, this really feels. And Mon- uh, Mando is really, you know, Mal mixed with Jane. Like it really feels like those two in one character. And then you've got Little River as the child. I think Mando is the most neutral mass character that has ever existed in, <laughs> in any storytelling that's ever happened. And it works so well, like, cause he isn't the, the normal chosen one. Like he is, but he isn't, he was chosen for a task that he kind of fell in love with, but he is so blank that it's very easy to live vicariously through him. He is, he's more Luke than Luke is. Yeah. <laughs> and less whiny. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it was nice seeing him. And having him not realize that his way might not be the only way for the Mandalorian. And knowing about the different sects of Mandalore, like seeing him realize that it's almost like they have their dark side and light side that he has to come to terms with, which then ties back to the Luke. Like he has this in him, you know, is the way he's been told the right way or does he have to make a choice? I guess more like Anakin. Uh that, my favorite thing is that the mission has become so important to him that I don't think he, he cares as much anymore. Like the law of Mandalore that he's, he was taught growing up is still like his moral compass, but it's really, I got to get this child to where it's supposed to go. I, I think it's going to be interesting when we finally get the child to where it's supposed to go and he can't let go. That's, I'm waiting for that part to, to, to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm more of the thought I don't think the child is going to have a place to go. We're going to find out. I mean, I, it, we know, we've, we mentioned this earlier on when we found out, when we first saw Baby Yoda, quote unquote, uh, the race that Baby Yoda is was never supposed to be told. I mean, this was a secret that George Lucas wanted to keep. So if this show breaks that secret, it's going to be more groundbreaking to the Star Wars lore than it already is. I he wonder is what gonna, kind of contract he has with Disney for that. I don't know. That's a good question. Because there was definitely, definitely stipulations when it was sold. And one of the things he did say is he had made sure that there were certain things that would never be changed, certain things that would never be told. And the Yoda species was high up there on his list that he felt that it can't be done. So, Right. He didn't want to, fo- he didn't want to focus on Yoda the way that Fox didn't want him to focus on Vader. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, so, it so, would be cool they could get a loop, uh, kind of a workaround if it is a clone. Well, okay, well man, whew, it's a shame you're going to miss this, the second half of this. 
Uh, Moshko, you were going to say something? No, I was just going to say, so So what you're saying is um, we may never in, we may never find out really what's going on with this Yoda-type character, but we're still going to see you know, more or less where this uh, goes, but never really find out anything about it. If they follow the rules, we should never a, see a planet or know mm. what the race is. Because mm. I think so far in the new canon... There hasn't been another. In old canon, there's been like six. And that's talking books, comics, the whole nine yards. There's been like six of them all together, maybe less. I think there was um, only two besides Yoda. No, there were more than two. There was, more there was two? two in the movies. Okay. In the comics and the, in the, the, out, like the lore that doesn't exist anymore, like the old... Um, the Old Disney Testament lore, of Star Wars? The Old Testament. All the books and stuff. Yeah, and the old yeah. comics and stuff. There was, I think there was like a, a six at the most. And I could be wrong. It could be five. But uh, there was two only in the movies. Now, did you guys get the pirate feel on the water? I'm like, oh my God, we went from a cowboy show to a pirate show. I, I found that interesting because I'm like, wait a minute. We have all these starships and all these other things, and now we're on a boat. Now, granted, it was powered by you know, whatever they used to power things then. Um, Cause it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> and it, it just, it struck me as weird. It was cool. Don't get me wrong. I liked it. It was neat, but it was just weird. Yeah. But then also, then you start, this is, this is where Star Wars is so vast that you can ask questions like this. We don't know what the economic system of that planet is like. They could be poor <laughs> as hell and all, all they can do is make a boat. You know what? Don't know I anything. would love to see some <laughs> movies about the social, economic, political side no, the Star Wars that universe. Didn't, didn't do well last time they tried that. <laughs> um, I do have to take a step back and speak to the audience because I've seen a lot of memes of people making fun of the sweaters that the squid people were wearing. And I, when I saw it, I thought it was such a cool t- touch because they were wearing traditional Irish uh, fisherman sweaters, which would make sense because it was a wet dock and, and you would think that that's not something that would just be Oh, we can think of it. Other people did. It wasn't a, a cheap, we're going to throw a sweater on them. It made sense for their character in their environment to wear that kind of sweater. Let's not make fun it's, of it. It's, uh, it's trending on Amazon now. It That's is. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, um, let's spend a couple minutes and get into the, the meat and potatoes of this episode and probably the, the thing that most people were talking about for the longest time and some people were extremely excited about. Uh, let's talk about Bogotan. So the, is that one the word man- or two? Is she like Madonna? It's two words. Okay. Two words. There's, there's a hyphen in there somewhere. Um, she is wildly important to the Clone Wars story as well as Rebels. So both of the cartoons that are on Disney Plus now, that you know, the older cartoons that finished up on Disney Plus with the season seven, uh, that Clone Wars show goes into multiple seasons of The Mandalorians and how they play as like a third major role to the Republic and the Sith. So you had the Republic, you had the Sith Empire and, like, and all the villains, and then you had the Mandalorians who had their own story as well. So, and Katie Sackhoff also voiced the cartoons as well. So now, the was fact she likable in the cartoons? Uh, she can be. She can be. She's, she's very much like what you saw. Um, but that Darksaber plays a big role. So when they showed the Darksaber at the end of the first season, that Darksaber was used from certain subsets of Mandalorians who were fighting for control. And it became like a symbol of control of Mandalore. Yep. So I still think Man- Mando is going to end up with this thing. I still think the Darksaber is going to go to him. But that's the reason she's searching for it is because that is like a, th- like a crown or the throne of Mandalore. And she's from the 
more peaceful sect of the Mandalorian. Yeah, and more more um non-traditional. Yeah. Where uh Mando was a child of the sect that went and basically killed and pillaged and destroyed everything if they weren't Mandalorian. Yeah. I don't know if they got that bad because they weren't really bad guys to that degree. They were more like the uh the religious side where it was like really hardcore, like that's why you don't take your helmet off. That was one of the things I saw. We've never man- seen religion pillage and destroy. I, I'm just <laughs> I am comparing from a standpoint of, you know, being loyal to a to a cause. Well, it would hurt their honor would be it would be an issue. Right. So the original Mandalorians are just such honorable warriors. Like right. it's the Mandalorian. If you ever get into it, I, I won't. I don't, I'd only know, but so much. But the Mandalorian history is pretty mm. wild, even in like the context of Star Wars lore now versus old Star Wars lore. Like it's one of the few things that has evolved so much with all the recent content that the Mandalorians play such a major role in things. They like, for example, they're they have like their their devil is not rage or anger. It's sloth. So the their devil makes you lazy. So conflict is still so very important to who they are. So yeah, they're they're brutal, but they're not they're they're still honorable. That makes yeah. sense. Sounds like Maurer. <laughs> <laughs> brutal but honorable. It was um, funny those tests went around and it was before <laughs> I was even a huge Mandalorian fan. Like I was always more of a Han Solo fan, but you know the personality test everybody goes and I scored Mandalorian. I was so upset. I'm like, I don't want to be Boba Fett. Like, well, Boba Fett's not real Mandalorian. <laughs> well, Django, th- on the other hand, this is before, you know, we knew all that. And I was like, I was never a Boba Fett fan. Mando has made it where I'm actually a fan of the Mandalorian now. Like, I never wanted to get into their history because the guy that had six lines and got beat with a stick wasn't really very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, even George Lucas didn't want, didn't want him to be an actual Mandalorian because he had bigger plans that nearly never got flushed out. Um, I think they were, I think they were supposed to play a bigger role in the his uh, final three movies. Now, did anybody else think that the general on the ship they took over showed more venom and just evilness than what's his name from the the Disney trilogy? Like in his five minutes on screen, I was scared of him. Well, this, this moth Gideon man. Well, uh, I forget who you're talking about. I have his name here somewhere, but he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's he been in a bunch of things. You know, Sons of Anarchy and uh, shoot, or you know, all the NCIS shows and whatnot. I'm trying to find his name here, but like when you when you saw uh, what's his moth Gideon Gideon give the like tell him what to do, and you knew he was just going to shoot them and then kamikaze like he was legit gonna die for the empire i also just think that's the rule of of monk gideon like i think yeah. i think he's just they're, they're painting him to be that big of a deal i think he's gonna end up with a mask you think gideon I think that, is i i think he's gonna end up with some kind of helmet oh uh, you know not Va- like vader and kylo-esque something Do you think unique. he'll become sith no no um, I j- just the way that they're painting him, I feel like that that's just the inevitable next step. I think this show has has almost a Mega Man vibe of upgrading things. 
<laughs> you know that's, what I mean? That's a that's an interesting one. <laughs> I I think I mean Mando's. I have a feeling Mando's going to get new new changes to his armor. Mm-hmm. I think I think the uh, Razor Crest is going to get some changes to it. I think or he'll end up with the Slave One if uh, the Boba Fett story keeps going. Like I think they're. I think each thing is going to have these subtle upgrades. Like we saw with the, oh, so never mind. I'll talk about that when Mara's yeah. off. Now, we also <laughs> want to address, there were people that were confused why everybody wants Mando's armor. Imagine going around, if you have ever seen How I Met Your Mother, in like Barney's diamond suit. Like he's walking around wearing diamonds everywhere. And the poorer people are, the more they're not going to care who you are and try and take that to melt it down and train it. The best scar is worth so much in this universe. It's vibranium. Well, yeah. Let me ask let me ask you this question. So when they're on that boat and on that ship and they're like, "Hey, come look at the what's it called, the Ma- mama core, the aquatic creature." Yeah, the you big know, weird squid thing. So the whole idea was to get him in there to, you know, kill him to take the armor. How are they getting that armor back out of that thing? Think about that know. for a second. Cut the <laughs> squid t- open and <laughs> rip it out like they did to the child. Uh, I, yeah, I, know, I, I don't think it's the best, best method Like all that time they were convincing him to stand over there I'm surprised he didn't just put a blaster up underneath the back of his helmet Like, <laughs> like he, had, he had his trust already So I'm, you know, they didn't really think that through they, Their goal was let's lock him in with a little bit of water Where he can still breathe and stab him That was their, that was their big plan Yeah, so, when yeah, I saw that I was they like were gonna die. Something bad's <laughs> gonna go down They, they were going to die that was, that was bound to happen we have uh, Sasha Banks's debut in in Star Wars. Yeah, she's uh, she's credited under her real name. Oh, and this was um, Snoop Dogg's cousin. Oh, the Snoop Dogg's cousin. <laughs> the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And we had the uh, homage to Apollo thirteen. Yep, Apollo thirteen. That's so cool. That like when the when the credits name came up, I was like, oh, get the hell out of here. Either we're all really smart and notice these things, or we all read the same articles. <laughs> well, I saw maybe, as soon as not. it happened, I recognized because uh, yeah. Apollo 13 is one of the greatest movies of all time. So, like, when they showed the ship coming in, I was like, wait a minute. So, the first thing I did as I went and I put on Apollo 13, I'm like, could this be? Because I knew it was the Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. uh, episode. And it was just too convenient for me to be triggered to look at Apollo 13. And her being the director. Yeah, it was um, shot for shot. It was, you could put them both side by side and it's the same exact thing going on the screen. It's awesome. Menti, do you know what we're talking about? No, 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 so, no. So <laughs> I, I definitely saw her name in the director's part, but uh, I didn't catch it. So when this the part. ship is breaking atmosphere, it is shot for shot the same exact thing as when the Apollo 13 shuttle is coming back into Earth's atmosphere. That's cool. That's very cool. And she confirmed yeah. that it was, in fact, an homage. To her dad, Ron Howard. But as of right now, you figure you've got the main plot of this show, which seems to be bridging uh, the original trilogy and the um, last movies, right? The the um, Ray and all them. It's it's a bridge between those. Then you have the side plot of Boba Fett, another thing connecting to the original trilogy, and then you've got part of the plot that is now also connecting to the clone aspects of the uh, prequels you can't deny the goal of this show and I would love to find out whether or not Jed Fa- John Favreau had this as a plan from the beginning 
or if they just threw that dark saber in at the very end just for that just for that kind of thrill of it might connect to clone wars I, I would love to know what his goal for this was. I don't think, because if you remember when he first did interviews, part of the reason he took it was he said he had confirmation that he didn't have to connect it to anything or hit any plot points. Um, he vaguely alluded to the Marvel Cinematic Universe of how difficult it is to direct and write in that world. Um, so he had complete freedom season one. I don't know if anything changed, if the contract went into this, or if they saw how this is their biggest property right now, that they said, listen, we need to use this to drive people to keep subscriptions to watch this cartoon and other things. <laughs> so it, I think that's working. what happened. Yeah. I think after the first season, they were like, hey, this is exactly, it's working. And how are we going to you know, keep this ball rolling? How are we going to get people interested in what we're doing and you know reinterested if that's a word um but you know that's reinvested uh, reinvested reinvested that's, that's what i was going word. for yeah reinvested in the franchise and then you know they announce obi-wan and you know well, how's that gonna factor it in seems any like of this? they've announced like a like 17 star wars shows like the, there's rumor now that katie sackoff gets her own bo-katan show so but there's they, also rumor of ahsoka tan getting a show Will so, it be just uh, one season? Like the Obi-Wan is a one and done. We don't know. Remember mm -hmm. they, they wanted to do Dr. Aphra, which is, a, which is a straight Marvel Comics character that had nothing to do with any of the, the content from any you know, visuals. It was just straight her own comic. That was it. So if that show happens, and, well, and then plus you connect uh, the first episode of season two of this connects to the Aftermath book, right? Aftermath or Afterlife? Aftermath. I never actually read it. One or the other. Uh, but my point is the fact that it's connecting to all its its goal is to connect the lore because it was a little shoddy. Like this show is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like it's it's a way to just kind of an easy one pass that connects and or gets rid of anything they don't need. So then maybe the big question is, how does it actually fall in line with the um, Life Day holiday special? <laughs> if you saw That'll that. Be funny. <laughs> Well, Life Day was mentioned in, what was it, the last episode nine? I, I believe so, yeah. That's because they were at a Life Day celebration. When you see <laughs> oh, Chewie, here. like, duck down. Mm -hmm. Here's a Mauer analogy. Mauer, here's your analogy. This, the, for Jon Favreau, season one was Iron Man. Season two is Iron Man 2. Because it's just setting everything up. So by season three... You're going to find out Mando that Darth Vader really wasn't Darth Vader. <laughs> no, it'll be Mando, but he loses all the armor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, Iron Man 3 gets a lot of flack. I still really like it. I know. I know you do. That's why, that's why I like making fun of it. It's a good um, movie. All right. Well, all right. before we wrap up. I'm going to bounce and go watch the next episode. You should do that. First, I'm going to watch the two-hour series finale of Supernatural because... If that gets spoiled for me, I may kill somebody. Spider-Man dies. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on WelcomeToFireside.com. Yeah, we'll do that later. Menti. Yeah, we got, we got that. Do See that it. thing in about no, 20 no, minutes. No, no, you just, just, get all, <laughs> just get off the call. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So. And then this blew up, and then that blew up, and then people were dying, and... 
it, at first glance, episode the chapter twelve, episode four isn't as good as chap as episode three, or it wasn't as shocking until right. that second watch. So I watched it a second time, and I'm like, oh, I kind of start seeing how things are connecting. And I start paying attention to other things in the background, and like mm-hmm. so. For example, did you notice when they uh, did when they realized they were in a lab? Who was in the the containers? Uh, I thought it was, uh, what it looked like to me was the, uh, like the TIE fighter pilot, but I mean, it was a black dome of some sort. Well, that was what Moff Gideon was looking at at the very end. Right. Right. I'm talking about when, uh, Mando and the crew, actually Mando at this point, I think he had left, uh, -hmm. and they were still in the facility and they realized that it's a scientific facility and not a military facility. There's Mm -hmm. a bunch of containers that are holding like clones in them. Okay. Did you notice who the clone was? No. It looked, I could be wrong, but it right. looked like Snoke. And remember so, oh, okay. going, right. Remember yeah. going into, um, what's it called? Going into Rise of Skywalker, we mm-hmm. found out that he was creating Snokes. Right. Now, if you, do you remember the transmission that they listened to where he says his M count? Yes. That M count. To- was, midichlorian. Right. Which right. is the worst yeah. thing that ever happened, but it's bringing <laughs> it back. So. Right. What it seems like is they need the child to get yep. a metachlorian count to create Snokes to tie into the grand plan. And they mm-hmm. even mentioned during the school scene, they talked about the, um, the, the area, the unexplored area where the, the Sith kind of rebuild themselves. Right. I think that episode <laughs> connects the, th- the last three movies in a way that nothing really has besides seeing the original character show up in that trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like we're starting to see the actual plot threads go from him in the first uh, in the first three movies, Darth um, Darth Sidious, or excuse me, um, uh, Emperor Palpatine, talking right. about Darth Sidious and how he can keep himself alive, to finding about the cloning techniques in in the Clone, Clone Wars, Wars and all that, moving into the original trilogy with Vader and him having to kill himself, right to uh, to resurrect the whole Sith, whatever that nonsense, where <laughs> then he gets brought back through that cloning technique. Um, using the cells of the child. Child. The child <laughs> created the clone that became Palpatine in the last three movies. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. That's, that's what I got out of the, you know, the last couple minutes of it. The way you lay it out, though, it makes a lot more sense. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is, dude, and then we still have the Boba Fett storyline that we haven't even seen yet. Right. So the way that this is melding all the stories together, I mean, mm-hmm. look, you can be mad that it's not its own thing, but it's doing it in such a fashion. It's a, I wish every franchise could watch and take notes on how mm-hmm. they're weaving these stories together. Like this is some Kevin Feige shit right here. Yeah. This is this is that's the plot thing. Like, threading. I want all of it to intermingle, intertwine, you know, to make complete sense from start to finish. Of course, trying to make that happen is super difficult, especially with all the holes that they've created over the years. So, you know, if they can make this happen, I'm I'm all for it. It's it's it to me that that second episode, although not as entertaining, is brilliant. For yeah. the other the you know chapter eleven, seeing Bo-Katan, hearing Ahsoka being brought up, mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. But man. If that is Snoke, if that is Snoke, that changes right. this whole show. And now the the value of the child and why they need him, which also leads me to think that does the child get caught again? Obviously, they would need to get more midichlorian cells. Or mm-hmm. does like a soak maybe a oh crap. Maybe they meet Ahsoka. <laughs> maybe they meet Ahsoka and Ahsoka right. gets kidnapped, and that's where they get the midichlorian count. Uh, 
Now you're Dude. now you're just writing scripts. I'm hey, somebody <laughs> hire me. I'm in. I think that would be good. I mean, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Now I'm just nerding out. Hey, All it's, right. it, it's one way or another, something's gonna happen. We're gonna see it as generic of a comment that is, but you know, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, it's. I didn't get to watch it a second time, so I'm going to try to catch all those, you know, points. Uh, you know, I'll probably do it tomorrow. Um, you know, what my favorite thing is look for this in the background of the of the well, city. Okay. Now that the city is back to normal, or not even back to normal, now that it's better, right? So mm-hmm. the whole like the, this where all the uh, bounty hunters met is now a school and all that. If you look in the background, you'll see a statue of IG Eleven. Okay. For saving the town. I yeah. Love that. Yeah, it was interesting that they, uh, like, so uh, Cara Dune, uh, Gina Carano, you know, she's now the marshal of that area. Um, so they're calling her marshal right from the beginning. Um, that was interesting. Just from, yeah, go ahead. Well, it's okay. Here's another thing to think about with her. Remember when she was speaking to the rebel mm-hmm. or the, yeah. um, the, the alliance or the rebellion? I don't know what we call them now. <laughs> Um, but when she was speaking to that pilot and she, he was like, look, we need your help. Just imagine if, if they trusted the rebellion. Cause right now they don't remember they right. said they like, if the empire couldn't get us out here, what, what makes them think that they can? The, the, so if they would have just listened to him and said, yeah, no, we got this child. That child would have went to Leia. Right. Which would have yeah. went to Luke, which would have then been trained and known what like, oh my God, you're part, you're, you're what Yoda was. I mean, mm-hmm. if there was any trust. This whole yeah. show, there would have been no, there would have been no first order. There would have been no, the empire would have been re- removed. Yeah, you bring up a great point. It's so, crazy. So, uh, Moff Gideon and his crew and everybody are looking for this for the child. Where are all of the, you know, rebellion? We've seen them a couple times, but all like, if he would just at one point go, all right, you know what, I got this kid. I'm not, I don't know what to do. The empire, the remnants of the empire is chasing me down. What do I do? They would have went to Leia. Like that, that's where that kid would have went. That's so crazy. It's so crazy that their, their unwillingness to accept their new, you know, the new, I I don't want to call it the new world order because that sounds way more like (laughs) the, uh, the new, the the new order or the first order. I mean, first order. Um, But, you know, the fact that they are now under, we'll say, rebellion jurisdiction. If they would just trust the rebels that we want them to trust from the original trilogy, this is, all there would it would have end the there would be no next trilogy. The whole next trilogy would end. And is he the only pilot in that entire sector? <laughs> yeah. Well, He's that's what they're going, saying. Is it that yeah. there's no there's nobody out there? Remember when he was leaving? He was like, yeah, next time you make it out here at this far. Yeah, that's that's a lonely job right there. He didn't even have his buddy with him. So just, I, where this is going, I've, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. I'm way more interested in this world again, you know, the, with uh, the last trilogy, it was okay. I'll, you know, I'll go see them. I'll enjoy them. They weren't bad, but now I'm, you know, definitely more interested in seeing some of the, you know, the lore come to life and, and really just match up with everything, you know, just finding out more. It's, well, I'll tell you this, go, I'm, I'm almost done season three of, of, uh, Clone Wars. Clone Wars, yeah. There's so much garbage in that show you can throw out that mm-hmm. they're doing what you should do, which is taking the gems. Like, there is a lot of really cool things that happen, but there's a lot of throwaway nothing episodes that I'm like, oh, I don't care about Jar Jar again. Like, just <laughs> they, they make you focus on things that, like, I have no interest in focusing on, but they have to stretch it out to 23 episodes a season, so it takes forever. 
yeah. it's a cartoon. It's, you right. know, it's designed for kids. But there are some gems in there, like Bo-Katan and the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. And like, there are, Ahsoka might be one of the coolest Star Wars characters there are. Like, I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that we're going to get this live action, they're, they're just cherry picking the coolest characters and the coolest elements from these other shows that you can, if you want to go back and get the full story, you can, but you're getting enough of it that you don't necessarily need to. Like, there's a fear of all of those cartoons becoming like required, like requ- uh, requisites to watching mm-hmm. this show. And I don't think that's true. I don't, I think you're getting enough of what they are that you don't necessarily need to go back and revisit seven seasons that are 23 episodes a pop of a cartoon you're not going to care about. Right. And that's where someone like me who hasn't consumed all of that, like this is still extremely entertaining because I have, you know, the background, but I don't have the entire background. Right. Uh, and But it's doing exactly, I think, what it's designed to do, which is to get me as a casual viewer, casual fan to dig in deeper to a lot of those other things. So. Yeah, you don't need to, but you could. Like, for example, right. it, we both could go read that Aftermath book, and, and episode one of this season would make a whole lot more sense. Mm-hmm. We would get his entire backstory mm-hmm. instead of, like, the crammed-in little section that we got. We could read the whole trilogy of books and understand what that whole war was about before Mando showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that, what's kind of cool is that you can, like the comics, you could go read about these characters uh, right. in a way that you haven't seen before, and aspects of those will show up. I mean, hell, the the dark troopers or death troopers, whatever the hell they were called at the end. If mm-hmm. if when I was, you know, the, the research doing right before this, right. if if those are what everyone expe- assumes they are, they come from old video games. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like they have no connection to anything else besides like one book and a cut like two old video games. Mm-hmm. If that's true, that's crazy. Like I I have no idea what they are, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. Next Friday can't come soon enough. <laughs> All right, I think uh, I think I've nerded out enough. Are you did I, are you okay? Did I scare you? <laughs> no, no, not not at all. I, I I wish I watched it like three or four times though. <laughs> well, you, you got but time tonight, man. What 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 was your favorite part? Uh, of There's, both of each episode uh, of uh, the the latest. So of the, the, of the most recent one. Most recent. Uh, what was the best part to me? I liked uh, I liked Baby Yoda uh, in the plane uh, in the in the Razor Crept at the end when he when he's cheering and then it becomes too much for him. Like yep. you see his face slowly changing through that whole thing. <laughs> that then he throws up is hysterical. Then he, what did what did Mando say? I've got a uh, uh, mess to clean up or something. Or te- like, yeah, some onboard technical malfunction yeah. or something. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that was my part, or that was what I was going to say. So I got, I got nothing else. That was. Oh, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but grabbing the the cookies or the biscuits or whatever in the classroom, that was that was that was good too. And I know I joked about it in the beginning, but I love his Atoo. like I love yeah. that little sound he makes now. Atoo. <laughs> or when he, uh, in the third or the second episode when he's when he's trying to say that the the you know gecko gal left. Right. And, and that like, the the noises he was making, <laughs> <laughs> like he sounds it's, like a t- like a tiny Mario. <laughs> it's 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 the uh, the the child moment of the week. There's the, the child the, moment the, the of promo. the week. All right, that's gonna be a thing. We're gonna keep that going. All right, let's wrap it up. Sweet. You like the show? Yeah, you want to tell me to do that thing? Uh, like, comment, subscribe. On uh, <laughs> welcometofireside.com. I mean that works. I was gonna say, like, but uh, Menti, yeah, do the, do do that thing. 
No, like, comment, subscribe, and go to welcometofireside.com. I mean, I feel like you, Moshko, just said it all. <laughs> Moshko, where can you be found? Uh, you can find me, Moshko Collects, uh, on virtually every uh, social media platform, and also MoshkoCollectibles.com, where you can get some cool and wonderful things, including the animatronic uh, Yoda child Hasbro toy thing. You'll find it there. <laughs> and, my, it. And, and my death warning. Yes. Yeah, I got to get that to you. <laughs> All right. Deuces. Peace.